When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry. The voice you just heard is Austin Huff. You can find us on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry and at Austin Huff. On Instagram, the podcast is at Tighten Up Podcast. On Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Make sure to give us a follow on both of those platforms. But don't forget, we are under the A to Z Sports umbrella. Go follow A to Z Sports on Instagram, on Twitter. They've got Twitch. They've got YouTube. They obviously a Facebook as well. Go follow those guys on all platforms. <laughs> Not a TikTok yet though, but, but hopefully a TikTok is coming. I'm looking at you, Austin Stanley, get us. I want to see you some, some, you get down with some of the new TikTok dances. All right, guys, we've got a really fun. So coming your way today, we promise not to talk anymore about Jeff Fisher's sex podcast, uh, but we do have a lot to cover. Clowny watch 2020, obviously, but actually the funny thing is this week, we actually have an update this week, like for real. Like I'm not even joking this time. In fact, we have a few uh, like mini updates that make one giant update, like the Megazord of updates. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got paid. I don't know if you heard or not. I'm sure you did. You, you definitely did. Uh, how does that how does that contract extension affect the Titans? And I'd say the only person sitting prettier than uh, Daddy Warbucks Mahomes might be John Robinson. We'll get into that. Also, preseason games have been canceled. Some some NFL news coming down that we'll talk about. Also, uh, we're going to end the show with a Remember the Titan like we do every week. But before we get to Tuppin, let's talk about TennesseeTickets.com. I just said it, you know, preseason games are getting canceled. Are any regular season games going to get canceled? Are they going to get moved? Are they going to get changed? Who knows? But with TennesseeTickets.com, it doesn't matter because they have a 100% back, uh, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. That was two guarantees. I'm, I'm good at reading. If games are canceled, uh, other ticket sites like, you know, StubHubs and the Seat Geeks and the, and the, and the ticket nerds, the, like they'll give you just a coupon or your, um, or store credit. No, no, no. TennesseeTickets.com will give you cash back 100%. They are the only place to trust with your money on the secondary ticket market. Got great prices, free tailgates with food and bar. <laughs> and nice for all Titans home games. They've got awesome customer service and you're just supporting local businesses. All right. Which is a time to rally behind the troops of our local businesses and, and support them. Use code Titans 20 for $20 off Titans tickets. And with that said, let's talk tight. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 8th. 2020 and this is the podcast that itunes username 615 mccann says to not waste your time with is in, in and i quote don't waste your time with the tighten up idiots buck is the only reason why i have not unsubscribed from this feed that's rude I'd, no i'd say that's high praise i'd say that's real high praise um they don't give you a zero star uh, option either, so I appreciate yeah. the star. Yeah, no, yeah, he gave us. He actually gave a three star rating, which I'm I'm going to assume those three oh. stars are for Buck, none of which are probably for us. Uh, but um, yeah, so Buck Buck sent us a text this week and um, and was like, "Hey guys, you're really killing my rating uh, for this podcast feed because as you guys know, a few weeks ago we we changed podcast feeds." You know, we're like a vagrant podcast right now, just jumping from home to home. We're couch surfing on everyone's podcast feed. We're now crashing on Buck's podcast feed. And 
apparently we're messy roommates. We're just cluttering up the joint and he doesn't like it and he's speaking out. So what we're going to ask you guys, um, if you are a fan of this podcast, if you're not a fan of this podcast, I don't know why you're listening, (laughs) but if, if, if you are a fan of this podcast and the work that Jack and I do, leave a star rating. It takes like 15 seconds on the iTunes. Uh, like if you're on the Apple podcast app, it takes like, like 15 seconds. No joke. It's super simple. Leave a five star rating, but when you can write your review out, write one star and, uh, but say one star for buck. Yeah. You you need to also include to make, you need to make sure to include that the tighten up podcast is the only reason you are subscribed yeah. Yeah, to the yeah. 615 Sessions podcast feed. Yeah. yeah, do yeah, let's drown out 615 McCann. Do the reverse 615 McCann and just say, <laughs> don't waste your time with Buck. The 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 tighten up idiots are the only reason why I subscribe. <laughs> why well, I haven't unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll also go ahead and do that. Send us a screenshot of it on Twitter or via email, and we will retweet it, tweet it out, spread the oh, word. Yeah. The only yeah. reason you're subscribed to this podcast feed is because of the great work that those two guys oh. over the Tighten Up podcast do. The Tighten Up Idiots. Uh, Tighten Up Idiots, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are idiots. I mean, he wasn't wrong. I can't I can't knock the guy. He's <laughs> We're not Bill O'Brien level though, are we? Oh no, no, no. Not we're not we're not idiots. Like freaking Bill O'Brien. Jeez. Yeah, we're we haven't tried idiots. to trade Deshaun Watson for a fifth round pick yet. But yeah, so do that for us if you don't mind. That would be awesome, and it would just be funny. It would be—I just think it would be hilarious if we hijacked Bucks uh, the, with with our with our listeners and our great listeners. If if we just hijacked the uh, ratings and reviews section of Bucks podcast feed, which is now the A to Z Sports podcast feed, we share it with Big Orange Podcast, we share it with the Predcast, we share it with all those guys. So um, yeah, and uh, to six one five McCann. Who I'm, part of me feels like he's listening right now. (laughs) I think like he's. I think there's still listening. That 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 he wants to make sure that he's gonna (laughs) scold us for in our ratings, but he's definitely coming back. He's tuning back in because he's waiting to see if we'll we'll maybe dive back onto that pile. I don't know. Uh, He's probably like. He's like, look, I can't stand listening to these guys, but I'm going to continue to listen just in case they do give me some some like Titans talk of substance. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, McCann. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, six one five McCann. You're you're the you're probably the six hundred and fifteenth ranked McCann uh, of all of the McCanns that are on planet Earth. All right, so um, <laughs> that was a that was a bombed joke. That that joke, I tried to. <laughs> take a shot at them and it failed miserably. We are tighten up idiots. Uh, okay. So we start each, each week's episode with a, um, with a clowny watch 2020 update. So let me send it down to my colleague who you, you know, my aforementioned colleague who you just heard from Jack Gentry for more Jack, what we got on the clowny watch front this week. We actually have news this week in clowny watch. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh, sorry. It's like it's like muscle memory by this point. You know, we usually just make a joke of this segment, but we actually have some clowny watch updates now. Jack, should I hit you with the good news or the bad news first? Hit me with the bad news first. I like to leave on a on a good note. Okay. All right. So the bad news is that the Las Vegas Raiders have made a contract offer for Jadavian Clowney, according to Cecil Lamy of 104.3 The Fan. Now, first of all, screw that you, Cecil Lamy. Yeah, you're you're almost as Lamy as Jonathan Hutton. In fact, I'm sure this. I'm sure Cecil Lamy is the Jonathan Hutton of Las Vegas radio or whatever radio 104.3 The Fan is out of. But Cecil too. That's I don't like him. I, I don't like him breaking this news. I don't like the fact that. Jadavian Clowney has been offered a contract from like, where did the Raiders come from? It's total Raider fashion to just swoop in like a pirate, like the autumn wind and just come in and try and like pillage our town of all of the clownies available. Yeah. And this is why it concerns me a little bit, not too much because John Gruden, John Gruden with the Raiders payroll is 
like a, a, a drunk girl in Taco Bell's drive-thru. <laughs> he, he's going to make bad decisions, and he's going to end up way overspending and yeah. leave Taco Bell with $30 worth of Crunchwrap crunch Supremes. While the Jadavian Clowney situation, he's going to empty out Mike Mayock's uh, man purse and maybe wind up with Jadavian Clowney. I'm a little nervous about this. Vegas is a new city for the NFL. It's attractive. Could Jadavian Clowney be suckered into this? Could he be blinded by the with his Vegas blinders, with his Vegas goggles, his John Gruden visors, and maybe forget that Mike Vrabel's in Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, no, and I how many Crunchwrap Supremes do you think John Gruden could eat in one in one in one Ooh. drive one uh, trip a lot. Taco Bell drive through? A lot, probably like uh twenty ish. I don't know yes, how much yeah. Crunchwrap Supreme runs, but thirty dollars worth. I think the floor there is at least fifteen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Raiders have roughly seven point nine million in salary cap space, which to me that's like you know how last week we were talking about, or maybe it was two weeks ago, all the weeks are running together by this point, but we were talking about how some teams were mentioned about, oh, oh, the Saints and the Cowboys were were mentioned as maybe potential suitors for Jadavian Clowney, but both of them combined, like barely had enough. Yeah, to, they, were, they would have to combine their money to split Jadavian Clowney between the two of them. Right. So this is like the Raiders... The Raiders have, I think, even less than both of them in uh, in terms of salary cap space. So they'd have to get creative. Probably have to be a shorter term deal, and but they would have the sales pitch of it being Las Vegas and it being a brand new stadium and part of something, you know, new in a new market. The inaugural Wait. season. Vegas is a sexy city to be in if you're if you're a guy in between twenty and thirty. You know, it, it's a, it's a good place to be. Um, it, that I think I think it, you could say it's a it's a sexy city to if you're a guy between the ages of twenty and eighty. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, that I I just to me and look, I love I love Nashville. I think Nashville has so much to sell and so much to offer. But where the Raiders are at right now with their franchise, I think they're going to win that. If it was just a recruiting battle, if this was this was guys trying to, you know, get Jadavian Clowney to pick their hat off the table, you know, as if he's a high school recruit, I think he'd be more likely to pick up that Raiders cap off the table. But this is, but there is money involved, and I think that's the Titans do have the edge. Um, there, mm-hmm. no, no doubt about it. I mean, no, they they absolutely have the edge. Uh, they've got almost 20 million dollars of wiggle room there, and and it, they're not offering all of that to Clowning. They, they've reportedly kind of lowballed him a little bit because they're not gonna, they're not in a position. John Robinson isn't the guy to overpay, he right? Just isn't. I mean, Deion Lewis was a, a, a fluke situation. You hope to see more production out of Adam Humphreys. But he, he, we just saw him kind of open the door for Logan Ryan and open the door for Jack Conklin to get out of Nashville because he wasn't willing to pay top dollar for those guys. He's smart. He's disciplined. So I trust him in making this decision. And I don't think he's going to go $19 million. I think it'll probably end up being around 15 or $16 if Clowney comes to Nashville because it's clear that John Robinson isn't budging. What worries me is that Clowney isn't budging. And so long as Clowney is sitting still, that opens the door for more teams to filter into this conversation. And maybe, just maybe, one of them cuts a big name in camp that frees up some salary cap space and allows them the wiggle room to go ahead and make that splash signing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the good news the good news out of this bad news is the fact that I think I think this is all kind of just smoke and mirrors right now. I don't think the Raiders have a legitimate shot. The only thing that worries me is that they actually offered something. They offered some sort of deal his way. And as of right now, because I don't think the Titans have technically offered anything. Have they? I think they, they came in low. I think they came in low. The The reports was are it that in the Raiders a, came in low. In a, was it an official offer, though, that the Titans gave? Look, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I do think that they have reached out to him with some sort of deal idea, at least. Yeah. Um, so that's that's just 
Okay, yeah. So the, the Titans, sorry, excuse me. The Titans have made uh, multiple offers to Javon Cloudy, but yeah, you're right. Nothing north of twenty million, and yeah. uh, is reportedly lowered. So I, I, I just wasn't sure if anything had been offered to Clowney yet. If it was just in the on the, in still in the negotiation stages, but apparently they have offered. And so I guess Jadavian Clowney is just waiting for that number to magically change. I don't know. <laughs> I guess they're waiting, <laughs> waiting for the Titans to yeah bid against themselves and bid higher. I don't know, but I, I appreciate him holding out because it's given us something to talk about each week to lead off our show. Sure. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like quarantine. Like I'm kind of sick of it by now. I'm like, I'm ready to just, you know, let's, let's get this ball rolling. Um, the good news, good news is that the odds to sign Jadavian Clowney, the Titans are still on top of the list. Now, again, I'm not a huge sports gambler, but I know enough. Like the Titans are plus 200 Seahawks are plus 300 the Raiders are plus 500 and the Colts are plus 700. I, Why do the again, Colts keep popping up in this? I, I don't, uh, the, you know, you, no, given the Titans luck, the Colts are going to somehow sign Jadavion. Yeah. And it's going to piss me off. And then he's going to, he's going to rack up like six sacks. He's going to be healthy for two games out of the year. They're going to be both games against the Titans and he's going to rack up six sacks in those games. Um, but I, I don't know enough about, I don't know a ton about sports betting. Plus 200, I, I don't know. You bet a dollar, you get 200? I don't know. I don't understand the numbers. <laughs> $100 people, to win $200. Okay, $100 to win $200. But I do know enough about sports gambling to know that the Titans are listed on the top of the list, which means they have the best odds to sign it. So yeah, I'm not, and- not an idiot on that, on those fronts. Um, the Browns, of course, notably have dropped to plus 1,500. Now, you're probably thinking, why did the Browns drop? Well, they reworked out the contract of former Pro Bowl defensive end Olivier Vernon, the French Oliver, is what I like to call him. Vernon. That, <laughs> only, oh, oh, wait. Olivier Vernon. 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 Olivier Vernon. <laughs> yeah. Fully guarantees him 11 million this year with another potential 2 million in us in incentive. So they're, they're basically like, all right, we'll just roll with the, the Olivier that we've already got. The Browns are virtually out plus 1500 is long shot odds. And you don't have to be a gambler to know that the house typically wins. Okay. And we just talked about Vegas. They've got tall buildings there. They've got big hotels. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the casinos typically come out on top. So it is good to still be at the top of of the Clowney odds race. Vegas seemingly does always have an edge. Clowney's been pretty quiet this whole time. So maybe it's just putting two and two together, seeing that Clowney's best fit would be Tennessee. And, you know, the Titans have a desperate need for an edge rusher. And Clowney could easily fill that role. They have the money to do it. Um, But it's hard to really deduct or deduce a uh really a theory out of that other than that uh, hey the titans haven't haven't fallen that means they're still interested which we knew that mm-hmm. the talks maybe not have progressed as the way the Titans fans would have wanted but I, I guarantee you that they're still in touch and they're still working through some things maybe giving Clowney the necessary time to to wait and figure out hey look your options aren't great do, do you want to play for the jets or do you want to play for the titans <laughs> you know yeah well, hopefully it does get down to that point but for now we're stuck in the same position we have been waiting, kind of poking at him to see, see if he'll move, see if he's playing dead or not. Do you think they uh, still have like weekly zoom meetings with, with Jadavian? Cause I mean, going back, take, let's go back to like the first week of quarantine. It was, you know, everything was still kind of fresh and new. It was like, Ooh, I get to work from home. Ooh, I get to, you know, be in my house for an extended amount of time. Look, this could be fun. I'll watch a lot of Netflix. I'll do a lot of zoom calls with my friends and family. We'll do, we'll do zoom happy hours. But then like four weeks in, it was, it was like, okay, I'm getting sick and tired of talking to people through computer screens. Like, do you think the Titans and Jadavian Clowney's like relationship has kind of hit that? Do you think they're still having the Zoom chats every week and like 
touching base or do you think it's kind of become fewer and far between the deeper I, I, this thing? I, I think it's kind of been the latter of those two. I think that it looked good on paper. Hey, let's talk to Jadavian Clowney. If the more, <laughs> yeah, the right. more he sees our face, the, the more inclined he'll be to make a decision and come to Nashville. But, yeah. but then maybe around the fifth or sixth Zoom call, Bus Cook starts starts butting his head in all the conversations. They get so damn tired of seeing Bus Cook, who is Clowney's agent, just barge into the middle of the Zoom meetings. They say, "Hey, this is not what we ex- this is not what we thought it would be." Um, I want to see Clowney. I want I want to get to Clowney and Bus Cook's my the only barrier in between. It it is nice knowing that the Browns did get uh kind of restructure with Olivier Vernon. Uh, sorry, Olivier Vernon. Uh because the, it was believed that they had the most uh, lucrative deal offered to Clowney, uh, but he just wasn't interested in going to the AFC North for whatever reason, um, which is a little bit surprising because he would have been he would have played on the opposite side of the field as Miles Garrett, and, which means he would have gotten just fewer double teams. He would have gotten more opportunities to hit quarterbacks, and he would be paired with uh, the DC there, Joe Woods, who came from the 49ers and obviously we know about the 49ers defensive line. It led them to the Super Bowl last year. They were phenomenal. I mean, they were, they were making, they held Pat Mahomes for three and a half quarters with, you know, to 10 points or less, which is phenomenal. Like it, that was a really good system. So he turned all of that down. And so the Browns were like, all right, we're, we're just going to stick with the Olivier's that got us here. And, um, and went that route. And then the Seahawks, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to say that they're completely ruled out, but they added Bruce Irvin and, and Darrell Taylor and they're, but, but again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say they're completely done because just the, the familiarity and the easiness of not having to move during a global pandemic, you know, like it's, yeah. And look, there's a lot in favor there still. Those aren't the only moves they made either. They they drafted Jordan Brooks, who can play on the outside. He can play on the edge too. Um, they drafted him in the first round, which immediately the first thing I thought was, yes, this is perfect. The Seahawks are tapping out. They were the the only real concern I had originally. Now that we were starting seeing the Cowboys and Saints pop in, it's uh, maybe a little scarier, but nothing official. But once once the Seahawks kind of went their own path. Uh, Thought that really opened the door up for a clowny to the Titans move. So um hopefully yeah. they hopefully they just keep their heads down in Seattle and push forward with the young guys and let Clowney come home. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Titans fans just all together now. Just we have to stick stick with the with the phrase that has led us out of darkness, and that is in JR we trust. And you just have to assume that John Robinson is going to make the best deal possible. It may not be the deal we want, but it will be, you know, he's done, he's built enough of a track record to where we have to just trust the moves that he makes. Um, Speaking of, actually, I don't have a good transition for this. Patrick Mahomes is really rich now. Like he signed a contract extension for 10 years, up to $503 million. It, Technically, a deal that's worth four hundred and seventy-seven million, but can reach five hundred and three with incentives. Now, you're probably thinking, "Well, man, yeah, ten years. I mean, that's I mean, that's longer than m- uh, most marriages. <laughs> that is, if you, if you took every one of Kim Kardashian's marriages and combined them, it's still longer. Uh, it's still not as long as ten years." So it, it's a big deal, and it's a long time. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, he's a mobile guy. He just busted out his kneecap last season. What happens if he gets injured? This deal comes with an $141.48 million injury guarantee, which is just insane, but not, not nearly as insane as what I'm about to hit you with this deal also has. Oh, For, yeah. First of all, it has a no trade clause. That's that's insane. But the most insane thing is a quote guarantee mechanism. Oh, <laughs> I, that's the first I, time I've ever heard of that. I'll be honest. I yeah, I'm not even gonna sit here and pretend to like know what that is. I'm it's I've read about it. 
I've learned what it is, and I still don't know what it is. Jack, I'm going to ask you, any guesses as to what a guarantee mechanism is? Um, it, well, it really sounds like maybe a recruiting tool that L. Ron Hubbard used to swoon <laughs> Tom Cruise into the Church of Scientology. That's sure. the first thing that came to mind for me was, yeah. you know, maybe it's just a, a, a nice, complicated term that you throw in a deal to make an offer sound better than it actually is. Yeah, the uh, like during the, um, oh, what do they call them? The when you grab those metal bars, when you first walk into Scientology, the offices, they, you grab those metal bars and they do the, um, uh, the audit. They, they do an audit. Yeah. An audit of like all of your past sins and they try and find your deepest, darkest secrets. And then when you give it to them, <laughs> then that's they, when the guaranteed mechanisms kick in, <laughs> that's the guaranteed mechanism that they've got you for life. And if you try and leave, they're going to throrow you in one of their holes. Um, <laughs> Also, if Jack and I, either Jack or I go missing in the next week. It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, you, you know who to go after. Anyways, uh, but yeah, that that would be my best guess. I, I and I've, I, I talked about this earlier this week, but the, to me, a guarantee mechanism, like the first thing I thought of when I read the words, just guarantee mechanism. Do you ever watch the Jetsons? Uh, no, I never watched the Jetsons. Oh, of course you didn't. Gosh, I'm 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 realizing with so many questions I have asked you this week, just in preparing for today's podcast, realizing just how much older I am than you. But the Jetsons it, were it, not on the TV. I don't know exactly what they are. So the Jetsons were like the futuristic Flintstones. All right, they lived in these houses nine thousand feet in the air on poles, and they had a robot who was their maid, and her name was Rosie the Rob. Rosie the robot, I think, was her name, and she, and anything that the that George Jetson wanted, Rosie would just wheel up, and she would she would she had a flap on her stomach, and it would just open up, and out would be this like robotic arm that would hand him whatever he wanted. He's like, okay. you know what? I want pop tarts. Boom. So, so you know, it would pop out, and there's a pop tart. I want, uh, you know, oh, I need a, I need a a. a I don't know what the room, a new remote control. Boom. There's a new remote control. It's kind of like the, the robot in the bench warmers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm glad the bench warmers of all the movies <laughs> you could have referenced with robots in them. <laughs> Mr. Seven or number seven. It was number seven. You would always yes. provide. There are a lot of similarities between Rosie the Robot in Jetsons and Mr. Seven in Benchwarmers. What a <laughs> reference there, Jack. Um, the, so that's what I thought of when I thought guarantee mechanism. But apparently it's – this ensures that Pat Mahomes' annual salary never drops below certain cap thresholds. So in other words, it will always be a certain percentage of the NFL salary cap. So – We'll probably hit multiple CBA, um, like salary cap will yes, yes, it will move, it will fluctuate. Well, it will go up, it's, not, grow, it's yeah. never gonna go, it's never gonna go down. Um, but it will go up, and this is just Pat Mahomes. I mean, it's brilliant move by his agent, just ensuring him that he'll always have a percentage of whatever that salary cap is. So, his this could fluctuate even more than it is, however. As a non-Chiefs fan, you have to assume that this is going to kind of tie their hands behind their back with this this type of deal. Now, obviously, this doesn't kick in until his he has two years left on his current deal. So this is technically a 12-year contract. And in the next two years, next year he makes 2.4% of the Chiefs' salary cap. Okay? So he's making pennies right now. In 2021, he only makes 11.5%. It's That's still fairly low, especially for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. But then in 2022 is when it starts to pick up. 13.8%. 2023 is 17.6%. And then 15.6% in 2024. Now, the reason I bring up those numbers, and look, I know that's probably really boring for you guys to listen to, just me reading numbers. Um, but the reason I bring these, this up is because it's important to note that no quarterback making more than 11.8% of the cap for their own team has won the Super Bowl since Steve Young did in 1994. 
And how often over the last two decades have we talked about Tom Brady taking less money so his team could afford more weapons and more pieces around him and them having the sustainable success that they've had? How many times have we seen a Joe Flacco get paid? How many times have we seen, insert any quarterback, um, Drew Brees maybe even, you could say, you could argue, guys getting paid, taking more of the salary cap. Kirk Cousins is a good one as well. Yes, Kirk Cousins is a great one, demanding more, and he didn't even win anything. No. (laughs) But just demanding more and not getting paid. Now, the counter argument here is, yeah, but this is Pat Mahomes. This is a generational talent. And that there is there is a truth to that, but it's also I mean, there's going to be a point in the next year or two where those Olympic track athletes that they have as wide receivers are going to demand more money. You, you know, the honey badger is I mean, Travis Kelsey is going to demand more money. You're going to have those weapons. It'll be harder to money. Mahomes with less money. It, it, his his supporting cast will look like the tryout group from the longest yard, right? Where where the receivers are running and the ball's hitting them in the face instead of the hands. They can't catch, they can't kick, they can't block, they can't run, any of that. And and that's that's the risk you take when you offer one single player this amount of money. I get it. He's 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 a special talent. He's a generational talent. He's a talent like we've never seen before. But it is a risk. And by the time his contract runs out, he'll be 37 years old. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks don't get to thirty-seven years old. You know, right. there's, there's a in, in, foot, in well, football. There's guaranteed injuries. There's nothing. So ten years in football time is literally an eternity, and even more so mobile quarterbacks. Mobile court exactly. And another thing that there's a speaking of mobile quarterbacks is Deshaun Watson with the Texans. He, he's going to need a new contract very soon. So what does this do? This sets the market at an extremely high high level that Bill O'Brien and his nitwit counterparts. Will will kind of have to have to match almost. Not that you're going to pay Deshaun Watson Mahomes money, but it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark, and that's going to hamstring the Texans, and they're going to be in a similar situation where they're supporting cast dwindles because they can't afford everyone. Same thing with the Ravens as well. It's I it, as a non fan of the Chiefs and the Ravens and the Texans, this is great news to me. To, yeah, honestly, and, and and I look. And I give a lot of credit to the Chiefs for being as creative with this deal as they have been. Look, they locked up Pat Mahomes. They locked up the Michael, right now, the Michael Jordan of the sport. I'm not saying he's going, a lot has to happen for him to become the Michael Jordan of the NFL. But right now, he is. At this very moment, he is the best player in the sport. They, I got to give them credit for figuring out a way to secure him for the long term. Because if they if if he signed for a four year two hundred and forty million dollar contract, it'd be like, oh wow, it's a lot of money. But four years from now, who knows what they're doing. You know, like it it it, it could be that Pat Mahomes is like, all right, you know what, I'm 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 up and out of here. But the Chiefs said, no, we this is our guy. We want him for the long haul. So so kudos to them. And they did it in a creative way with the the guarantee mechanisms and all of the, you know, the Rosie the robots and everything that's that they've got in on this deal. It's, but it's dangerous. I, I, I yes, it's very dangerous. And I love where the Titans are are sitting looking at this deal from the outside in because Remember the debate about whether or not the Titans franchise the right guy or not? Remember right after the Titans signed Ryan Should Tannehill? Should Henry have gotten the extension? Should yes. Tannehill have been franchise tagged? Yeah, exactly. Everyone was arguing, well, Derrick Henry was more of this offense. And it's, right, it's true. I mean, you're not wrong in saying that. But the Titans, what the Titans did by signing Ryan Tannehill and franchising Derrick Henry is they got out ahead of this quarterback extension wave. Before Dax uh, was franchise tagged and before he gets his huge deal, before Pat Mahomes signs his half a billion dollar contract, before Deshaun, the Titans signed their guy. And to me, this is like playing the stock market, okay? The market for running backs wasn't going up this year unless the Titans made it go up by signing Derrick Henry. The Titans were going to set that curve, but they didn't. The market for quarterbacks, however, did go up 
much more and volatile. The Titan, yes, and the Titans inked their guy before it skyrocketed. So, and the Titans got the, the Titans may not have gotten the best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not naive enough to say that. Like Ryan Tannehill, I love him, and I think he's very good, but he's not the best quarterback in the league. And this isn't a knock at Tannehill, but you don't need a high-priced, flashy quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes this year was the exception, and I could say you may, in the last decade or so, like maybe Russell Wilson is the exception as well. But, I mean, you look at the the Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks over the last decade, and you'll you'll see you'll 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 kind of see my point. And now this isn't a hot take, but Tom Brady, especially in his later years, is he's an average quarterback. Okay, the numbers will will show you that. Sis Tom, the the sis Tom, sis Tom Brady, Nick Foles, average quarterback. Uh, old Peyton Manning in his final years when he won a low average quarterback. Below average. Their offense that year was mediocre at best. Okay, this was not the year he he set the NFL record with uh, fifty plus touchdowns or whatever. This is the year he was fluttering ducks all over the place. He Led had to like awesome defense within the middle was Von Miller in his prime. Right, he had to crow hop a five yard out route. Peyton Manning <laughs> did. <laughs> they this was when they had the best defense in the sport. Okay, that was why they won that Super Bowl. Not no shots at Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. But that was not the best Peyton Manning. He was very average at best. Eli Manning, gosh, calling him an average quarterback would be a compliment. Okay. (laughs) I'm with you there. He did have, he, when the playoffs came around though, Eli Manning would overperform. Yes. There was a lot of fluky situations that he got himself into and got himself out of. But But he had, he had, he had Mario Manningham's. He had, uh, David Tyree. uh, David, yeah. The, um, um, uh, Plaxico Burris, like he had some elite receivers. Oh, well, David uh, Tyree, that was a fluke play that David Tyree hauled in miraculously against the undefeated Patriots. Yeah. Uh, and, but then, and then also to, to wrap it up, Joe Flacco, another just average quarterback. Like, yeah, he won mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP, but he's, he's an average quarterback at best. So, so th- again, you don't need, the flashy high priced Lamar Jackson's like, yeah, we may see the chiefs and the Ravens drive around in their Ferraris and their, um, you know, their, um, I almost said Mazda Miatas and their Maseratis. <laughs> you, you may see them driving around in those, but you don't need that for a cross country road trip. Like yeah. you can, you can get the job done with a Ryan Tannehill. And last year, statistically, since Ryan Tannehill took over, he was better than all of those guys I just mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Now, you, can- you have to factor in that also some of these quarterbacks that made it to the Super Bowl in recent years are nothing entirely special. Jimmy G, uh, Jared yeah. Goff. Yes. Some of these guys. You don't have to have the highest paid quarterback in the NFL to feel comfortable about your playoff window. Look, Tannehill's not going to sustain what he did last year. If he does, awesome. Great. Highly unlikely there will be a step down. How big of a step is the question? He's not. He's Yeah, we need to temper our expectations. He's not going to, but but he also doesn't need to. He can be average as long as the defense and the running game and the weapons around him are on point. And you get that by getting out ahead of it and signing Tannehill to the deal that the Titans signed him to. And before the market for quarterbacks goes up, because even look, Tannehill's never going to get Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes money, but with their prices going up, he would have gotten more had he signed after. So you, you get him locked in place. Now you can take care of Derrick Henry and set the market for all running backs for the league and do, do what you uh, need yeah, to do there. You may not even have to do that. I think Christian McCaffrey just, I, I think his well, deal. Yeah, no, good. you're right. That's a great point. Derrick Henry's. And, um, yeah, the, the defense will help. I mean, there's been a lot of teams like that. Rex, Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl because he had a stupid or a stupid defense, you know, and, and right. same with Peyton Manning. And, you know, the Titans could be in the same way where maybe the defense has one of their best years, is up there in, at the tops of the NFL in turnovers, and just sets you up for success, makes your job easier. And you don't have to be a top-five quarterback as long as you have a top-ten defense who keeps putting you in positions to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Now look, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying the road to the Super Bowl doesn't still go through 
Kansas City. It does. And it'll probably take a detour through Baltimore as well. But all I'm saying is it can be done. Like, I think, if anything, this deal signed by Patrick Mahomes makes the deal that the Titans got the, at at the rate that Ryan Tannehill got, because even now, what is he even in the top ten of AAV for quarterbacks? Yeah, you. I think he. I think he's probably a fringe top ten if he's not okay. already. In the top well, 10. but but he's but he's only moving down with with Pat Mahomes. He signing. has four years to move down. And by the time his and contract Dak, is up, he's going to be twentieth or so. Right, and Dak is going to sign. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to sign. They're Mitchell just going to keep going to get a big contract. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky is going to. Oh my gosh, he's going to f- be able to freaking buy a small, into ind- independent island. island. <laughs> yeah, thank you. He's going to be able. To, Mitch Trubisky is going to be backing up Brinks trucks for the rest of his life. Um, Four GMs. Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears, thinks he probably escaped one from having to pay half a billion dollars, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, Little does he know Mitch Trubisky is going to come barking, knocking at his door for it. Oh, also, with this Mahomes deal, the White House just announced that they were thinking about banning all of Chinese apps on your phone, Chinese phone apps. Oh, so no. that would include TikTok. Well, oh, no. he's a 6'7 brother who is a TikTok monster. He's all over the place in TikTok. How will he be making his revenue if this plan goes forward? It's it, it's good timing for the Mahomes family to be signing a half a million or have a billion dollar deal. Right. Yeah. Remember when Vine went away and everyone, all of the Vine stars had to like jump to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Where do all the TikTok stars jump to? Oh man. Hopefully just out of relevancy, out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. I, I but I don't know. I mean, Jackson Mahomes, as long as Patrick Mahomes is killing it on the NFL field, Jackson Mahomes will be somewhere in some, some poor human beings press box, you know, hitting them folks or the Millie Rock dabbing on everyone. I, I, just, I just hope and and I know you you probably don't like them. I just hope they jump to some other platform because I look, they're still I nobody nobody still knows the whereabouts of Tom from MySpace. He he went down with the ship, and nobody like he's still yet to been heard been heard from since MySpace went under. So, I just hope the TikTok stars find some sort of avenue to continue their dancing. Yeah, best of luck to those guys. Really maybe in the maybe in the next Mamma Mia sequel or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, the other big news last week: the NFL cut the preseason in half from four games down to two with the potential of maybe even cutting it down to zero games. That's what the NFL PA wants. But my takeaway from this news is maybe coronavirus isn't so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I'm, I hate the preseason. I'm just going to say it. I hate watching it. I hate talking about it. I, I just hate it. And I know there's a lot of people like, yes, it means football is back. And you know, it, it, it at least kind of feels I like being teased, Austin. I like the preseason to tease me and kind of prep me for the <laughs> And NFL. we as fans need the preseason probably just as much as the players to get us back into football mode, to like remember what it's like to watch football on our televisions again. But to me, I don't know. I'm just so I and I hate people just talking about preseason and making trying to formulate f- takes and opinions about what they see on a preseason field because it means literally nothing and it never equates to anything in the actual regular season. So that part I'm, I'm happy with, but the, yes, the, the getting us in, getting us as fans into mid season form, I will, that will be harder with only two games on the docket. Yeah. And let me put on, I know this is not a hat I wear often, but I'm going to put on my serious, serious, making points hat now. Okay. okay. So I'm worried about this preseason decision because it, it's going to hurt the Titans more than some teams. I mean, I get it. There's some teams who are, you you know, move, ushering in a new starting quarterback like the Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the Patriots with Cam Newton, and they're going to have limited time to kind of make all of that happen as well with probably a limited training camp. Um, where it hurts the Titans is 
at the backup quarterback position, a position that we here at the Titan Up podcast value and cherish and oh, yeah. recognize as a as a very important position for the Titans. Given oh, arguably the most history. important. Yes, exactly. So as the roster is currently constructed, they have one backup quarterback, Logan Woodside, who I don't believe has taken an NFL regular season snap. Okay. Then you have Cole McDonald, who was a seventh round draft pick out of Hawaii, has throwing motion issues. His mechanics are not great. So what you're doing is with these two preseason games becoming more more probably vital than your third and fourth preseason games would uh, if you were to have four preseason games. The starters are probably going to take a little bit more of their reps, okay? And you really need to know what you have going into the season. And right now, no one knows what we have, or the Titans have, oh, I did it, uh, in, in Logan Woodside and Cole McDonald. So I, I th- that's nerve-wracking to me because if Ryan Tannehill goes down, the Titans will have a quarterback out there that has no experience really. Yeah. And it was kind of it was kind of crazy for me to ever think in this offseason that the Titans could maybe potentially even just to float out the idea of getting Cam Newton as their backup. Uh I guess that kind of went by the wayside. Um <laughs> I guess the idea of Pat Mahomes as their backup is also yeah. out the window now too. Um but yeah, no, that's and it's a great point and it's a point that I don't want to admit you're right because I hate, I just hate the preseason. I have a disdain for the preseason. Just get me to the regular season. Um, but you are right. And, and apparently this, uh, and the reason I said it could be cut down even more games is because the, the players want, they're arguing for a longer training camp with no games. They want at least, I think, like 46 days or something in camp with no games. Whereas the NFL, they want a shorter training camp, like some 28 days, I want to say, with um, with at least two games. And I, I'm, I have a feeling the NFL is going to get their way, but... I think this litmus test of the other sports starting back up is going to play a huge role. And it could be something that the NFL changes things on the fly mm-hmm. based off of how other sports leagues react with their reopening. Obviously we're seeing baseball right now struggling like hell with the, with the testing of players and, and things not. MLS you know, looks like it's about to fold MLS. Right. right now, And you're, you're right about that point that Roger Goodell does have the ability to kind of sit back and watch and observe mm-hmm. and figure out what which leagues did what right you know and, and which did something wrong and he has right. he can kind of tinker and play with his ideas and it, now it knowing, knowing it's up, the NFL. it helps that they're not up against the clock and they have time to formulate a plan and a, and a plan that will have many different precautions in place these other sports didn't have that time they had maybe a month to kind of adjust to the to the virus and Here's our here's our plan. This is what's going to happen if any if the Rona slips into the bubble, it's it's a like there's not going to be a season. Knowing it's the NFL though, even with everything that you just said, I still don't trust them to necessarily make the right decision. Even with the information that they have and the luxury that they have to sit back and and to see the other sports leagues and what they do fail, to me the NFL money speaks louder than any global pandemic can. And so they will, regardless of what happens with the other leagues, I still think the NFL will make at least some sort of decision that will be the wrong decision just for sheer greed. It it will be. They are a gluttonous organization. And I do think the season will start and will finish. But Buck Rising, um, the the Titans guy for A to Z, put out something today where he said there's almost zero chance that there will not be a single interruption in the season. Maybe it comes in the form of a two-week buy, a double buy in the middle of the season for every team, um, just to let maybe maybe the cases flatten a little bit. But uh, I, I think that they, there will be a season. I think it will finish. It will be there will be a Super Bowl. There will be fans in the seats. How many? I'm not sure of yet. But it's oh, see, I, I don't I don't think there I don't think there will be fans in the seats. I agree with you on everything else, but I don't, I don't think there will be fans. Uh, I just think there's too much money at stake and the NFL and Roger Goodell has proven to be very gluttonous and very, very money hungry and greedy. But they're, I think they're, they're, they're already kind of covering their assets (laughs) pun Uh, uh, with, uh, by 
tarping off the the lower level seats with advertising. So I think they're they're tr- already trying to think of okay, how can we make money back outside of ticket sales in other ways when doing so with the Jacksonville Jaguar style of just tarping off seats but putting advertisers on there to make a little <laughs> bit more money. So yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars are, we're playing chess this whole time. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation and um I'm I'm sorry, you said the A to Z Titans guy well, what was his name again? Andrew Luck. No, no, no. They A to Z A to Z uh Titans. <laughs> oh, he just looks like Andrew Luck. It's Buck Rising. Oh, 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 okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um sorry, I, that name just didn't ring a bell. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we we love Buck. Uh remember the Titan. This is the time of the week where we share our favorite remember that guy, but it has to be a Titan. And um Jack, do do you want to go first or should I go first? I'll go first. My my guy is the Titans have had a few great defensive tackles. You you, th- you think of Albert Haynesworth, you think of uh, Darrell Casey obviously. Well, you you think of those guys and not this guy because well they were great and this one wasn't. It's Cinderic Marks, the second round draft pick in 2009, uh, a draft class that really just kind of encapsulates what Mike Ryan felt the GM was in his time in Tennessee. You had Kenny Britt go before him, Jared Cook go after him. There were some studs and duds. Then you had Mouton, Ryan Mouton, and Gerald McGrath. Uh, Javon Ringer was in there as well. Seventh or the sixth round, they did find Jason McCourty. Um, but but like Reinfeld's stint in Tennessee, there were a couple really good times. There were like a couple, like yeah. just, just a couple, just and, a couple. <laughs> and then there were a lot literally of, a couple, like two. <laughs> there were like a lot of other very unfortunate times in there. And the 2009 draft and Cinderic Marks that pick alone in the second round, uh, they really stand apart to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. The spelling was S E N and then apostrophe. Apostrophe. Yep. D A R I K. So no, so it was is S E N apostrophe and then Derek like Derek Henry, Derek Mason. Okay. D E R R I C K. All right, like Derek Morgan. Yeah, from from Auburn, and I don't know if the Titans have gone back to the Auburn draft pool since. Yeah, I. I'm trying to think. Has there been, has there been a good Auburn Tiger for the Titans? Not off the top of my head. I was gonna say it's 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 hard to think of one. I'm sure someone's maybe yelling at the podcast right now, <laughs> but I I none comes like off the top of the head, which is crazy because Auburn Auburn is a good football program and they produce just monstrous athletes. Um, but yeah, it, it's a shame that none of the Titans. I know what the heck. Um, got one out of Syracuse though. What's up, uh, Keith Bullock? Um, all right. So my my remember the Titan. My remember the Titan is, and so full disclosure, Jack and I shared just just the names of our remember the Titans before the show. You know who you got, who you got. Just make sure we don't overlap. And when I shared mine with Jack. I've never seen a more blank stare look back at me in my entire life than the one I got from Jack after I said, my remember the Titan. I didn't know it. I I don't know who this person is. Which is understandable, which is understandable. This is is a deep dive. This is a Jessica in the well deep dive of a pick. It is (sighs) my remember the Titan this week was not just a backup quarterback. He was the backup to the backup quarterback for the Titans the first year that they were the Tennessee Titans. My remember the Titan this week is none other than Kevin Daft. <laughs> Kevin Daft out of uh, UC Davis. He was the Titans' fifth-round pick, 151st overall in the 1999 NFL Draft. Uh, his hometown of Tustin, California, which is just outside of where I used to live uh, in Southern California. He played for the Titans in 99. He backed up Neil O'Donnell, who backed up Steve McNair. And the thing I love about Kevin Daft is he had multiple stints with the Titans. 
99. In 2000, he was uh, on the practice squad. And then he came back with the Titans one last time in 2002. But in between those stints, he played for the Scottish Claymores. So I asked Jack, I said, Jack, do you know the Scottish Claymores? Have you ever heard of NFL Europe? And again, just when I thought I couldn't have received a blanker stare from Jack, I got an even blanker stare when I brought up NFL Europe, which to me is like, I mean, like, look, I can't, I'm not knocking him. He was just, he's, he's younger than I am. And Uh, look, the NFL Europe dissolved in 2007. In 2007, I was nine years old. So I just wasn't super into, you know, you were, you were what, were you 19? Uh, in 2000, in 2007, I was, uh, no, I was, oh gosh, I was 23. Okay. Um, <laughs> you see, that's the, that's the, oh, no, no, sorry, 2007. I'm not even going to, I'm just 21. I was 21, 21. Okay. Still. So yeah, but still, that's a big, big age gap. 21 year and old when I'm nine. Look, if I had not have played so much NFL quarterback club 98, Back in the day, I probably wouldn't have been as familiar with NFL Europe as I was, but it did come on the air. It was the it was the developmental league for the NFL, and it went through the summer. And so every every weekend in the summer, you could turn on Fox and you'd have an NFL Europe game. The um, the the Scottish Claymores against um, the uh, I'm trying to think of who are some of the other teams. Frankfurt somebody. Yes, yes, there was a Frankfurt. Hang on one second. <laughs> uh, the the Rain Fire, the Frankfurt Galaxy, the Barcelona Dragons. I mean, they there was they were just the Amsterdam Admirals, Hamburg Sea Devils. It was there were some incredible um, NFL Europe teams. And uh, Kevin Daft was the quarterback for the Scottish Monarchs of the of NFL Europe, which is or the Scottish Claymores. Uh, and um, he also played for the San Jose Sabercats. Shout out NFL Arena. Kevin Daft. He I don't know if he ever even got a snap with the Titans. Well, he sounds but, like a seventh grade social studies teacher. <laughs> which is funny because I think he might actually be teaching seventh grade social studies now. <laughs> Uh, he went into coaching for a little bit. Um, I know that. Uh, oh, Dartmouth College. So he is an American football coach for Dartmouth College right smart. now. So he's a smart yeah. guy. Smart. Well, I don't. I don't think he got his degree from Dartmouth. He went to UC Davis, but yeah. But there's some uh, residual knowledge you'll you'll that'll just trickle down into your brain just from being at Dartmouth, right? Yeah. Oh, he's got. Oh, I've got his email address right here on this website. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna let's <laughs> get Kevin, Kevin Daff in the future episode. But if you know of Kevin Daff, will you email us or tweet at us or something? Because I, I just want to know that I'm not alone in remembering Kevin Daft as my remember the Titan this week. Yeah, he, it, it is a deep dive. Back look, back. I know most most every single Titan that's ever worn a Titans jersey. Kevin Daff sure. did not. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I was stunned. And, and, I was and I, I'm not. And and don't think that I'm knocking you. I'm not knocking you for not knowing it because it is, uh, and I'll admit it, it's the deepest of deep pools that I think <laughs> I have ever done for Remember the Titan. It might be the deepest one I'll ever be able to pull for Remember the Titan. But, you know, I had to follow up Troop Skadoop in uh, Strong. So I went Kevin Daff this week, my Remember the Titan. I think he was number 13 for the Titans, but yeah. So Daff Stunk instead of Daff Punk. Nice. I love that. Yeah, All right. Good. So that does, it. that does it for this week on the Titan Up podcast. Um, uh, if you want to email us, if you want to email us your, your best Kevin Daft story, <laughs> the, uh, if you have a Kevin Daft story. You will get a gold star. Yeah. Send us a rough daft of your story and we will read it here on the Titan Up podcast. Uh, email us Titan Up pod at A to Z sports, Nashville.com. Again, it's TightenUpPod at a to z sportsnashville.com. Hit us up on Twitter at TightenUpPod. Hit us up on Instagram at TightenUpPodcast. Um, we've been having fun with our TightenUp trivia. I hope you guys have been able to check that out on A to Z Sports. Um, check out the A to Z Sports Facebook page for that. Um, and uh, that's been a lot of fun with all of our different competitors that we've had. Um, Jack is uh, at Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. I am at Austin Huff. Hit us up. 
let us know. <laughs> Please just someone tweet at me. Let me know that you know of Kevin Daft. And uh, and then, yeah, leave a rating or review so we can uh, drown out 615 McCann. Five stars on the A to Z podcast network. And make sure you include that the Tighten Up podcast is the only reason you're subscribed and not Buck Rock. Yeah, those Tighten Up idiots are the only reason you listen. <laughs> uh, all right, Jack, you got anything for the road? Nope. I um, hope you guys have uh, have had a good fourth, and now we just wait for Clowny, right? Yeah, I think so. That's that's all I'll be doing for the next seven days before until we meet again on this fine podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, uh, and yeah, I guess until next week, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans.